Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to another video. It might be a little video on YouTube. Uh, welcome back to the Audible Podcast, man. I am the host at Dusty Wolds. All platforms. Uh, thank y'all for coming back. I don't know how long it's been. I don't know what episode it is. We don't need to talk about none of that. We just need to get just straight to business. Business. The last time we got here, uh, I believe the NBA playoffs were still going on. Jesus, I don't even think it's that. Oh, my Lord. I believe the NBA playoffs are still going on. The last time we talked on this podcast. Been doing a lot of videos on YouTube, just throwing out little single things out there. But I felt like, you know, maybe we should get a whole episode out. Maybe we should talk about stuff. Maybe we should revisit stuff. And maybe we could discuss what I've been watching over the last two, three, four, five, six months. And that answer is baseball. Jesus Christ, baseball. <laughs> Fucking baseball. All right, so. Me and baseball, we got this long history. You know, I don't know, you know, where y'all from. I, I believe, you know, if you if you from the south, uh, uh, pretty sure if you like from the Midwest, Chicago, something like that, you used to watch WGN. You probably had no choices but to watch WGN. But when I was a kid, WGN was like the only channel it felt like the only channel that showed baseball i don't remember seeing baseball maybe you know espn sometimes of course the big games but i don't remember seeing any baseball games consistently on especially during the daytime than on wgn first i used to have to watch the braves all the time right and i'm saying have to but they was just always on and then it was the cubs right so let me say this first the cubs is why i stopped Watching baseball, the Cubs, uh, uh, they currently halfway stink now, they're a half a fart, uh, right now. Uh, but they are most definitely the reason I stopped watching baseball. I'll cut on the game, Wrigley Field looked beautiful on the screen. We had a nice, we had a nice TV by then, boy. It was, I don't know what year this was, but we had a nice, delectable, delectable, mon frivolous size TV. And uh, I just always remember just seeing Wrigley Field, the grass on the um, you know, on the what the, the stands. I don't know what the, the damn wall where you hit the damn home runs. Where the home run go up, grass being there, felt like a nice little low stadium. No roof on that thing, no retractable roof, which every baseball stadium should probably have a fucking dome or stadium with a retractable roof because. Rain delays are, are not for adults. Having a, a game delayed or canceled because of rain is very childish. For instance, the White Sox in Toronto, I always call them. I, I, I'm still having trouble not calling Toronto the Raptors and not calling San Francisco the 49ers. I'm still having trouble with that. Every single time I say San Francisco, instead of the Giants, I say the 49ers. I guess they're going to have to live with that. But. Having games delayed, having games postponed, the doubleheaders, us getting prepared throughout the whole day to play a baseball game just for us to not happen. And then we got to come back 
or the next day in the morning, we supposed to start at, at seven or six thirty, and but the game pushed back. It was supposed to be at eight, and it's pushed back again. It's supposed to be at eight thirty-five, and then it's pushed back to tomorrow. Seems a little unprofessional. Seems a little unprofessional. As a standard scene, I think I've seen Cleveland Guardians games. More Cleveland Guardians games get canceled than anything else in the history of anything being canceled. I think it's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, so the Cubs are definitely responsible for me not watching baseball. I didn't even know who they had back then. I think they could have just had Sammy Sosa. Um, No, they didn't have Sammy Sosa. This was before then? Or was this after then? It was definitely before then. So they stink. They stunk. Now, the sole reason, I'll tell you the number one reason, the numero uno reason on why I started watching baseball again is Japanese Bo Jackson, uh, Shohei Otani. Of course, if you've seen on the timeline on Twitter, at Dusty Woods. If you see my timeline, you see me on on, on the bird. Um, that's the only platform I'm on right now. I will, we'll discuss... Or maybe going to other platforms uh, later. I, I would like to be one of the first people on a newer platform. That way I can really dig my... I don't know if you can hear this. Um, this is me. I'm digging my crop. Digging my slipping into this flow. I really want to dig in first and plant my flag on a new app. Um, we may discuss that a little later as well. Because the bird Twitter is just... Elon is running this bitch like... Man, like he wants this bitch to fail. Like he got a, a a foolproof plan on how to get $44 billion back when this bitch crash out. But uh, I don't know. Damn sure advertising money. Because I seen a, a, a pickle helicopter ad. I don't know what Dickens is doing with pickles and helicopters, but it's not what I want to see. Anyway, I started watching baseball again. started following baseball again for a couple reasons. Number one is Otani. Um, seeing somebody that can dominate pitching and batting because pitching and batting, let me tell you what, they're two different things. <laughs> they're two different sports. So for a guy to be, you know, there's bad games. Everybody has bad games. You know, fucking everybody ain't fucking uh, Patrick Mahomes here. But every good pitcher has bad games. Um, every pitcher who you would think is, you know, somewhat reliable. They're going to have some blow-up games. For instance, Karen Galsman has been fantastic this year. He's had like three games where he got the, sh- the shoes blew off of him. These things happen. Uh, Nathan Evaldi has been very good this year. He's had like two or three games, maybe four games, when he's got the, the shoes blown off of him. So these things happen. Lucky bats happen. Um, and, and, you know, contact happens. And, and in the past, there aren't many pitchers that have been good or decent or even average at bat. So it's definitely a, a, a skill, right? You have two different skills. So this dude is, I, I assume, I think he's still leading the league in home runs. It's not, he's definitely top three, a tie for number one, a tie for number two. And he's also at least top three to five in strikeouts. You're saying, oh, but the water man, why is this important? I think about Dion, and I think about not Dion playing two sports because Dion was okay at, at baseball. I believe he won a World Series, but Dion was okay at baseball. I'm thinking about Dion playing both sides of the ball. 
And it's like him being Dion at cornerback and being Chris Carter at pitching. Not Chris Carter. I'm trying to think of a a good comp because the reason I'm trying to think of a good comp and the reason why I say Chris Carter because I know Chris Carter during many of his prime years was at least a top three to five wide receiver. But in baseball, there's really no – there is. You got ERA, got whip. But, again, there's good games and there's bad games. But there's really no who's the best pitcher right now. Like, offhand, I would say Kevin Gosman had a fantastic year. But there's really no – I'm trying to really just put it together. Like, who's the, the best pitches this year? Uh, Shirts has gotten blown up. Uh, Kershaw's gotten blown up. Gary Cole's gotten blown up. I'm trying to think of a, a, a wide receiver era. Basically, what I'm saying is, you, you can argue that Otani is the best pitcher in MLB. So, this is like Dion being Dion on the cornerback side. He's either number one or he's either 1B. He's 1A, 1B. You got Rob Wilson in the league. Uh, by the time Charles Wilson came in, Dion was a little older, so I won't put it with him. But I knew Rob Wilson was always at least the second best cornerback in the league besides Dion. That this is just this how it goes. This better years. People some people prefer Rob Wilson because he tackled better. He was a little bit more aggressive in the in the run game. I will always pick Dion because Dion is Dion. But this is basically like saying he's just about the best wide receiver. I'm really trying to think of a comp, but this comp is, is going to uh, make me make my brain fucking melt uh, if I don't put it together. But but that's how great it is. And I tell people I see who don't watch baseball, and another reason, I'll get into my second reason why I started watching baseball. I've been fucking going over on Otani here. It's watching history. It's literally watching history. When when there's a, a historic player or a historic team doing historic things, you goddamn you damn near have an uh, an obligation to watch the shit at least once a week, to to pay attention to it at least an hour a week, a, a total. Just to put it together and be like, yo, 73-9 Warriors. Um, LeBron, second run with Cleveland. It, it, it's Especially in the playoffs, especially when he got to the finals, it's, it's must-see must basketball. The Warriors were must-see basketball before Kevin Durant with Kevin Durant. Must-see basketball. There's some things you just have to see. Everybody fucking hated Kevin Durant going to war. Except me. We talked about that before. I really didn't give a shit because it's his perfect... It's his style of basketball. So I, I can only really respect it because it's a it's his style of basketball. It's efficient shooting, getting your shot, pretty it, pretty basketball. So I really couldn't get mad with that. that you know, Westbrook to the Lakers is more forced than Kevin Durant to the uh, to the Warriors. That's it's a lot more forced, right? But you, you kind of have an obligation to watch history. 
That's one of the first reasons I'm watching basketball. Uh, baseball. Second reason is I need a clean start. Jesus Christ! I had my head wasn't uh looking like a milk duh, looking like a whopper right now. Not a whopper with cheese, a whopper with candy. I'll be pulling my hair out because, as we talked about, me and the Carolina Panthers, my boy, we it's just not going down like it used to. The Carolina Panthers have has has ruined the sport I used to love. I don't even want to gamble on football no more. The Carolina Panthers ruined it that much for me. I don't even want to gamble on football. I don't even want to see football. Watching football, seeing the football, pig skin, pig, pork rinds, pork chops, makes me want to fucking throw up. The New Orleans Pelicans, the anger that fires through my hands, elbows, biceps, and shoulders, when I think about the New Orleans Pelicans, when I think about the past, when I think about the Hornets, when I think about Chris Paul losing by 67 points in a playoff game, when I think about us playing Chris Paul when he's with the Phoenix Suns and we take him to game six, this is the, the year I believe they went to the finals, we take him to game six and he's so frustrated and he's getting locked up so bad, he's he's kicking, kneeing, clawing, grabbing, and twisting nuts in the playoff series, and I got a number one draft pick that don't play in the playoffs, and last year he said he gonna play basketball, fuck the playoffs, we about to try to play in a play-in game, and he gonna play again when he feel like him again, even though he's doing windmills, 360s, like motherfucking Tracy McGrady in practice, before the game, before the game, so before the game, an hour and a half, two hours before the game, this man is doing NBA streets type moves. And then get on TV and say, Zion don't feel like Zion. You, you see how it's just, you could be in a room with me and you could just feel how my attitudes change. You feel how much angrier I just got by even thinking of this shit. Even thinking of it. Even thinking of how every single role player of any importance has been signed this year. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Guards, wings, bigs. And they end up with Cody Zeller. And you may say, oh, you know, uh, uh, people don't play in New Orleans. This is a small market. Bruce Brown, who was, Bruce Brown's not fucking Steph Curry here. But Bruce Brown is a good player. He just had a very good finals. He just had a very good playoffs. He was good last year with the fucking Brooklyn Nets. He just got overpaid by Indiana. Just like Halliburton just got overpaid. Halliburton got like $54 million. Oh, Lord, Jesus Christ. Before we, These niggas can't even get to the playing game, and they paying niggas $54 million to $22 million. Jesus Christ. That's first. Indiana did that. Because that's how you bring players in. Players want money. If you overpay them, they will come. Wow, what a fucking concept. What a fucking concept. Not the the stupid concept that these NBA teams do. When they be like, oh, yeah, we're going to take care of this guy. 
and then we'll, the agent will, on the back end, they'll take care of us. No. You take care of them by just paying them and leaving them a fuck alone. Give them a two or three-year deal with big money. That way, after two years, this shit don't work. You can trade it. Or they can go. So the Pelicans, watch Max Struess get signed up. Watch Gabe Vincent get signed up. Austin Reeves get signed up. Um, hold up. I, I had this thing up. This is what we was going to discuss. Okay. So Rudy Gay goes to the Hawks. I don't want Rudy Gay on my team, but good for the Hawks. Boston Celtics got O'Shea Brissett, who was a good player, a nice player for Indiana. Two-year deal. And they traded for Chris, Chris Porzingis. I personally think the Unicorn had a good season last year, but he's obviously... Fucking injured every year. Okay, he played played a lot of games. Played sixty two games, sixty seven games. No, sixty two games last year. Fucking whatever. The Brooklyn Nets re-signed Cam Johnson, signed Dennis Smith Jr. I want no Dennis Smith Jr. My team, but they they signed Lonnie Walker, one year deal. Pelicans with Lonnie Walker. Oh, okay, maybe. Lamelo gets an extension. Uh, Miles Bridges gets a contract, and you know. Get what he can get, still employed, can still get millions of dollars for being a woman beater. It is what it is. Karis Levert resigns. Big money for Karis Levert. Very confusing, but it happened. Kobe White resigned. We need a point guard. That's some go. Devontae Graham didn't work. Dallas. Seth Curry. Why is Seth Curry <laughs> just. Uh, why is Seth Curry so under the radar for everybody? He's a shooter. He can defend, kind of. But he's definitely a great shooter. Kyrie Irving resigned. He's, he's crazy. We're not going to look crazy. We're not going to care about no motherfucking Kyrie Irving. Uh, I don't care about Wizards. I don't care about Jeff Green signed to, to Houston Rockets, Jacques Londale. Uh, Fred Van Fleet. Now, granted. I don't think they could pay for Van Fleet forty million, and maybe, just maybe, if we offer thirty, he's gonna still take the forty. But what about offering it? What about bringing these players in? What about showing the league that you get a good player, or you get a great player, you gonna pay them and overpay them to come here? Why wait? Why sit around? You see how frustrated I just got? I just got into a huge tangent about the motherfucking Pelicans. After I just said, I didn't even watch the Pelicans. I haven't even watched the Pelicans game in like two years. I've seen two games in two years. They were, the playing games, I, see, I, had to see, I had to see them in the playoffs. I've seen a game in the playoffs the year before last. And I had to watch the playing game. Yeah, anxiety. I just have to watch this shit. But things like that frustrate me and in a bubble if you step away from if you get in the bubble and then step out the fucking bubble then you're gonna see that having your daily emotions or feelings or anything else tied to this tied to such tomfoolery i think is unhealthy now you may be saying, "Oh, Woody, man, you can just you just weak." I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. You, I don't, 
I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I'm a Cleveland Brown fan. I'm an Indianapolis Colts, a Houston Texans fan, a Tennessee Titan fan. I like pain. That's what you deserve right there. That's silence. You're a dumbass. Stop watching sports. So that's the reason why I started watching baseball. Um, I just think it's very refreshing. Um, I'm gonna give y'all some 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 pages to follow. If you don't follow Pitching Ninja, Pitching Ninja on YouTube, the the pitching analysis, the data showing curveball sliders, changeups going from one side of the plate and going full feet across another. I think it's very interesting. Um, and I think y'all should get into baseball. Let's let's move on to another topic. I'm just just so frustrated, so frustrated. Um, the next topic is just so happy to be NBA as well. So, um, the f- one thing I want to discuss because the 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 last episode, uh, again I don't remember the number, but I remember the topic, and it was about Jokic. So we're gonna talk a little Jokic. We'll talk a little NBA. Um, Trey, we're gonna talk a little Dame as well. It seems pretty clear that Jokic only lost the MVP race because LeBron and Michael Jordan didn't get three in a row. LeBron didn't get three in a row. Michael Jordan didn't win three in a row. So it was very clear that Jokic was not going to win three in a row, right? That's why Steve Nash didn't win three in a row. I'm not saying Steve Nash has already won three in a row. I'm not saying he's already won two in a row. I'm not deserving that Jokic deserved to win two in a row. But he damn sure deserved to win three in a row. Is there any reciprocity, retribution for that? Or, or do we just move on? Because it was pretty obvious what the result of the Philadelphia 76ers was going to be. It's pretty obvious what was going to happen to Joel Embiid in the playoffs. And let me tell you why it was obvious. Because the last four fucking years, it's been the same result. Joel Embiid plays fantastic into the season. And he gets tired and hurt in the playoffs. And then maybe the last game, or whatever the elimination game is, or the game before that, he's going to suck. So, I'm going to make the case, which I think a lot of people could have made this case. I think we just have been beaten into submission about it. Why is the MVP not regular season and playoffs? Not finals. Regular season and playoffs because more than likely, if you're an MVP candidate, more than likely you're gonna be in the fucking playoffs anyway. I I, I can't really think. Even uh, did Westbrook? Did they? I think was there AC maybe when they went into the playoffs? OKC, I believe there was an AC. If there wasn't, you having a fucking triple double. So that's the exception. There's not many. Averaging triple doubles in the fucking season, he's done like four times. But you know what I mean. This, this is, this is why he got the MVP. Why can't MVP be the playoffs as well? Because a, 
if you're that good in the season and you're shit in the playoffs, you can definitely still win MVP because being shit in the playoffs, it happens. The Warriors, before they rose to what they rose to, they was getting their ass beat by the Clippers every year. Um, with Toronto, they just fucking quit after LeBron left the conference instead of, you know, trying to compete. But LeBron left the conference, they won. You can win after being embarrassed every fucking year. Toronto was embarrassed every year. LeBron left. They traded their two best players, got to play even better, and they won. Did DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry get traded in the middle of the season, or did they get traded at the beginning of the season? I think they got traded in the middle of the season. I think they might still have rings. I would give them rings. If I would give them rings either way. But it's clear that Jokic didn't get this because LeBron and Jordan didn't get this three times in a row, right? Here, here, here's the conundrum. Here's where the confusion starts to unravel, right? That point, that point about Jordan and LeBron was brought up by NBA reporters talking heads on TV. That that's the, that was their narrative. Because I, I didn't make this up, I could care less about things. So it's not just my opinion. This is what I saw on TV, social media, and a lot of other places. Articles, everything. So, the people who votes for MVP and didn't give LeBron or Jordan three in a row use that threshold, even though LeBron or Jordan technically could win the MVP every single year if they wanted to. So, whatever the third year was, they didn't have no fall-offs yet. So, it's not like Jordan's the, the third year in a row. It's not like Jordan was all of a sudden averaging fucking 12 that year. He's Jordan. He's averaging the same thing. It's not like LeBron was averaging fucking 10 and 2 that year. He's LeBron. He was still dominating. They deserve to be MVP probably every year. Some other people got to get it. Uh, my definition of it is you, you're the best team. You're the best player. Maybe on the best team. And depending on the roster of that team, to me, that changes the position on where you're at. I didn't give it to Embiid. You could say that Embiid and Jokic had a completely even season. Wish they did not, because Jokic averaged triple-double as a center. At the end of the day, during the regular season, one person had James Harden, one person had Jamal Murray. Now, again, I've said this in the playoffs. I've tweeted it. I've said it in radio. You, you have proof of me saying this. When those lights get bright and the playoff begins, that little throw, that little jail throw on Jamal Murray's head, that motherfucker turned blue. And it started flaming. And this nigga looked like Goku. Nigoku. Whereas James Harden continues to stay human. He's, he's Yamcha in the playoffs. He gets even fucking worse. He goes from fucking Krillin to Yamcha. Some Dragon Ball Z talk follower real out there. I, I see Dragon Ball Z since... 2002, but I remember Krillin and Yamcha being some weak-ass niggas. But in the regular season, James Harden was seen as a as an all-star snub. He led the league in assists. 
Jamal Murray didn't start to come on really until the end of the season. So if you're playing a regular season with a borderline all-star, uh, an MVP is James Harden. James Harden's average 29, 10, and 9 for like three years straight. When 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 Westbrook was averaging a triple double, James Harden was averaging fucking 36. 36, 9, and 9. In the playoffs, he's he's one thing, but in the regular season, we know where he is. So the same people who kept LeBron, who kept Jordan from winning three in a row, uses that narrative to not give it to Jokic. It's the same motherfuckers. There's not many new voters. All NBA. MVP. It's the same motherfuckers who've been in media who's been journalists and who's been in media for the last 20, 25 years. It's the same people. 30 years. It's the same people. How can the same people who made a one rule for, for two people who are two of the greatest of all time, by the way. Now, and, and this is not hindsight 2020. Jordan was the greatest when he was playing. When he retired the first time, they was calling Jordan the greatest. Bro, go back and look at when Jordan retired after the first three rings. And it was kind of hinted that he was retiring throughout the year. And damn, wait, Jordan came in at 84. Nigga was retired before 10 years is done. Jesus. It, it, was, it was already hinted that intimated that Jordan was the greatest. Back then, this is 92, 93. Now, that could have been too quick. That could have been disrespectful to Kareem. But it but it but it was what it was. It just was what it was. I remember the broadcast. I remember hearing Jordan's greatest player of all time, fucking 1993. And he added another three years on top of that thing. Three rings on top of that. So it's not hindsight 2020. It's not looking back and saying, man, you know Jordan, he, he really wasn't. No, he was it during the time. LeBron has been it. During the time, even to this day, the Lakers cursed him with an injury. P- picture this. People talking about LeBron being injured prompt. Nigga, LeBron didn't get injured. He had cramps in like uh, 2012. Nigga, that's it. Cramps. Nigga was dehydrated a little bit. In 2012. Other than that, Scott Free. Bill of Health. You know, you going to Panama. You getting a little bell going in. You know, that's, that's different. Hey, you do what you do. But LeBron has clearly been 1A or 1B. Maybe even 1C. I'm not giving him 2 or 3. I'm a certified LeBron hater. I'm, he's not a 2 or 3. He's 1A, 1B, or 1C. For the best. I don't care who's in the league right now. I know Giannis is a monster. I know Jokic is a monster. LeBron still averaged 30 in the year 20. It still is what it is. So you, you can't hold that against Jokic. It was. So are we supposed to just move on? Are we supposed to just forget about that? Are we supposed to just let these people make up the rules as they go? Can I flip a table in this motherfucker? Let's get to the trades, man. So Dame Lillard. And again, I forgot. Uh. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies gave Desmond Bain 40 million of them things 
Woof. 40 million of them things per year. I can only imagine what Jaws going to get paid. My goodness. But Dame Lillard has been rumored. That, let's talk about Dame real quick. Let's talk about Dame. Right? Um, Dame has been playing the media game. And Dame has been playing the media game. His agents, his agency, whoever. They've been playing the media game. They've been playing through multiple sources. Of course, the main source is, is Mr. Chris B. Hayes. Haynes. Hayes. Chris B. Hayes. Let me Google him. Uh, I don't know if it's Hayes or Haynes. Chris Hayes. Chris Haynes. Chris B. Haynes. I don't throw his Hayes like the, the shirt. Or the shirt Haynes. God damn. I got CTE. My bad. Um, it seems as though. And he pinned this tweet. He pinned this tweet. I'm on Chris Haynes' Twitter site. You have to Google him. He pinned this tweet. So it's pretty obvious. Chris Haynes and Dame Lillard, they have a relationship. That's cool. You know, nobody, everybody can be friends. Reporters, journalists, and friends, inside reporters being fucking BFF best friends with, with players. You know, the the collusion is all over the place. We we The cat been out of the bag. LeBron runs a fucking sports agency while he's actively playing. The, the cat has been out of the bag. The, the 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 bag is catless. It's been pretty obvious that Dame Lillard has been running this media game, right? He's been running through Chris Chris Haynes. Um, last week, Ramona Shelburne. I, I, I want to find the exact tweet because it's so 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 stupid. It's such a fucking idiotic. Um. Tweet. Now, I don't mean idiotic. She's not a goddamn idiot for saying it. But it, it's so obviously fed. It's a fed line to her. And you know, she's an insider reporter. That, that's what they do. This is how they this is how they get they make their bones. The heat is Lilith's preference here. This is on July 1st. But he also has a deep respect for the ten, San Antonio Spurs organization. Sources told ESPN. Let me let that nestle. Let me let that marinate. Let me let that hum for a little bit. He also has a deep respect for the San Antonio Spurs. Who the fuck? Who fed this line? What's going on? What kind of media games are being played? We can't trust anything. Shams, who is an insider, inside reporter, is an inside reporter, insider. I don't know what you call these niggas. a sports investigator, I'm going to call this nigga, is signed the clutch. Shams is sponsored by FanDuel. We, we are at peak. It's already been the case of politics. Sports, is, this has probably been the case even it's pretty much since LeBron came in. This has been the case even more. LeBron, the Lakers, the collusion. The, the the if y'all remember the 76ers was smacked on the hand for collusion uh when bringing in James Harden and PJ Tucker um because James Harden came in at a lower deal so they could sign PJ Tucker how would you know to, to even do that that was done uh before not before free agency it was done on the spot uh soon as free agency started they already worked all that out so that means they was already talking about it before free agency which is illegal which is that's me smacking my hand, which is why 
they were penalized for it, right? So we're already at peak propaganda levels. We have when like Woj announces a trade, announces a signing, um, and even he when he 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 didn't really do draft picks this year. But even if you go back and look at his draft picks, it will say per whatever whatever agent CAA agency per his sports agency. So that means niggas is hitting Woj up like yo Woj. So and so just got signed two years, thirty-five million. There you go. You can tweet it. Look, this is a 15, 15 hours ago. Rookie Trace Jackson Davis has agreed to a four-year deal with the Golden State Warriors, including two guaranteed seasons. His agents, James Dunleavy and Max Lipset at Excel Basketball, tell ESPN. Jackson Davis with the fifty-seventh pick out of Indiana in the June draft. Including two guaranteed seasons, his ages Dame J- James Dunleavy and Max Lipset of XL Basketball tell ESPN, what the fuck is going on? And he added XL Basketball. He added that, is this an advertisement? Does Wolves get paid ad money? For adding these dudes and saying, hey, these are the dudes who got this dude a four-year deal with the Golden State Warriors fresh out of college. Is this an ad? Is Woj in the advertising? What what era are we in right now? Is this just 100% the era of misinformation? Is that what we're stuck at? Is this what we if is is it only gonna get worse in here? Because I'm telling you what, this looks pretty bad. LeBron running his own sports agency while he's in the sport. <laughs> Why is his his people? It's just running around. They get to do whatever they want. They get to be the right and left hand. That's pretty bad. He gets to take his boys with him to be in the organization or on the coaching staff. For instance, Damian Jones. I've met Damian Jones a couple times. Nice guy. Damian Jones, wherever LeBron's at, it's a good chance Damian Jones is on the coaching staff as well. In Cleveland, the second stint, remember, he was with in with he was already was he already there, but he was with LeBron in Cleveland. That's where I guess they got their bond where they cool at. The second stint, Damian Jones is one of the coaches. He's a nigga that JL Smith threw high soup on. Mav Carter, I'm pretty sure, and another guy is signed into the Lakers, excuse me, the Lakers organization as LeBron's friends. Now, this is nothing against uh, LeBron. I'm hating just to hate, of course. It's a little hate. It ain't 100% hate. This ain't intended as hate. It's a little hate in there. God damn, it's a little hate. I admit that. It's a little bit. But it's a lot of propaganda as well, nigga. Goddamn. So with FanDuel, with all the gambling stuff, um, with everything going on, what era are we in? We already know Adam Silver is weak. He's weak. When I say public enemy number one on the bird, I'm I'm not joking. He's weak. This play empowerment shit, 
he's he's let go on. It's been weak. James Harden requesting a trade every two fucking years. Weak. Nigga just signed a two-year deal. Nigga turned down max money from the Rockets to go to the Nets. He turned out max money from the Rockets. I mean, from the Nets to go to Philly. And now he's leaving Philly because they didn't offer him enough money. One plus one equal a, a fucking pumpkin. I don't care about no play-in tournament. I don't care about no mid-season tournament. Adam Silver. Address the issues. Or it's only going to get worse. NBA is, is sponsored by FanDuel as well. So I'm not really surprised about fucking shams. Fucking propaganda machine beans. Let's move on. Let's see it. We're going to talk about something else in general. So this going to go out uh, to a lot of Georgia people. A lot of Atlanta people. Um, the Tiki Talk, right? So the Tiki Talk. At Dusty Wolves, the, the Tiki Talk. I'm on Tiki Talk. It's some it's some gaming clips on there. I'm not on that bitch doing the 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 hoofa dances. I don't dance. I don't even shuffle my feet. But it's some nice gaming clips. Go and check the Dusty Wolves out on, on the Tiki Talk. So the Tiki Talk, my Tiki Talk algorithm right now. Well, uh, about two weeks ago, it's a real freak man Tiki Talk algorithm right now. It's a real freaky dick. Uh, about two weeks ago though. This algorithm, of course, the, the the algorithm on TikTok. If you don't, it it it's, it seems like it goes off of two things. I haven't read this, but I'm just going off of how I've I felt I've been able to cultivate what I randomly see. Right, your, your likes, what you like, affects what you're gonna see in the future. If you like hoes twerking, you're gonna see some hoes twerking. If you like seeing turtles. You're going to see some turtles. If you like seeing kitty cats and dogs and parrots and crows talking, you like them videos, probably two videos out of five or six are going to be along that topic, right? So my timeline, my likes consist of, you know, some cleaning videos. I don't know why I like uh, pool cleaning videos, deep pool. So uh, it's a uh, page I follow, I think, called like Crystal Clear. Crystal something pool cleaning videos. Love it. Love it. Fuck great. Turtles. Like nigga like turtles. Niggas like tortoises. They just be chilling. Any nigga live to 125 years old. Um and, and responsible for, for generations of babies. I think it's legend in my book. I, I watch the turtles. Talking parents, I might watch a little bit of that. Little kitty cats swiping motherfuckers. I might watch some of that. But something else I watch. Has been just random clips of either police doing motherfuckers wrong, not nothing, you know, graphic or anything, but you know, hey, police did this and all this, this was the aftermath, yada yada yada. And movie clips, TV show clips, power, uh, BMF. I pretty much have seen fucking BMF because it, but it's TikTok. I'm not definitely not gonna watch it. The whole series in real life. And what I wanted to get into, my favorite thing, what I've been binge watching, is some shit, some crazy motherfucker named Darian Long. And Darian Long was a uh mall security at a flea market in Atlanta. It looks like downtown Atlanta. 
and he's off a street called Peachtree. And it just so happened that only in Atlanta is a street that's called Peachtree is the hoodiest street I've seen in my motherfucking life. So, much like Martin Luther King Street, any street that sounds gentle as calm has the craziest niggas ever seen right about it. So, so Darren Long is just a security guy. Granted, I've seen a lot of videos from him. This nigga's getting paid $12 an hour. Yo, $12 an hour to be mall security in Atlanta. And fleet, not mall security, flea market security. This shit ain't even a mall. It's a walkaway with some shops along it. Most people just use it to cut through the street. That way they don't have to go all the way around. They just walk straight through to get from one side of the street to another. And there's vendors, and there's a full court, and there's vendors to the left and right of it. Real hood shit. And Darren Long has the fucking, the, the cojones of, of steel, of, of adamantium. I've never seen a tougher nigga in my life as just being mall security. And all he's doing is he's matching. You you gotta really be, you know. There's certain spaces in life and 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 in different neighborhoods in America. There's certain spaces where you have to know how to conduct yourself. You have to know that a lot of times you have to meet aggression with aggression. That's just how these things go. And Darren Long meets aggression. With aggression. And it's nonsensical. And then sometimes he may go overboard. But one of them, the, the viral clips, I don't know how I've seen this. Apparently, this is on World Star Hip Hop. It's not like this shit it was like 2002. It's like 2012 to 15, 14, 15, you know, it's 13 to 15, somewhere in, in this region. But he went viral for tasing a motherfucker, tasing a chick. In the in the exit the exit door, she's, she's trying to get out. Some kids around. Um, how it started was one of the kids outside screaming, and he said, "Hey, hey, hey!" And he, you know, and it just went off. Like the kids is just, you know, the kids is fucking. Yeah, they was letting it go. They was getting their Patty Labelle on. They was they was letting it fly. And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey!" You know, it wasn't a. It didn't sound crazy, but the ladies. Bam, they went off. Women, they, they just fly off the handle sometimes. I don't know what, what goes into the spirit of a woman that just makes them want to start just swinging on niggas. But niggas don't even swing on niggas like that unless it's just it's that time to, to rumble. But they get in his face. They do all this. They grind the kids all around. This is a, a real trifle. It's an overall trifling ass situation. But... I'm going to recommend this. You know what? At the end of every podcast, I'm going to have a YouTube recommendation segment. And this is the one. Dairy Long, Mall Security Cop. If you're from Atlanta, you don't remember this shit. If you remember this shit, you should go back and look at your city in that time. Not to say it's anything bad or good. But just going back and looking at the, the, the people the attire, the music, you know, they are, it is a flea market. Sometimes you're on the street, you hear music. I, I heard some 
real, real, real uh old future. It's like 2013, 14 future playing in the background. Like it it, it it's really a, a fucking time capsule. I, I'm not even from Atlanta. I never been to Atlanta, but it's a time capsule for me, music wise. Because there's just a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? So um to end this podcast and end every podcast, I'm gonna do a YouTube recommendation channel or a recommendation segment. And um, because I just think this is uh just fascinating. It's just a mall security nigga with a he had the, he had a bulletproof vest on, but his vest got a camera on that hole. Right? He got a GoPro on top of that hole. He got a taser and he got a gun. And he holding it down in the hoodiest areas. Areas. It seems like very hood, uh, in Atlanta. It see, it's downtown. So it's hood, but it ain't. You know, there's just certain parts of, of downtowns and major cities where it's just hood, but it's nice buildings around. I don't, I don't really don't get it. Uh, New Orleans is raggedy everywhere. So whenever I see this type of stuff, um, it always confuses me. Like when people say, oh, this is the hood, I'm like, man, y'all got houses. Uh, nigga, this ain't uh, duplexes. This ain't the projects. Y'all live in a neighborhood. How can this be the hood at the same time? But I always see that in Atlanta. I've seen areas that look legit like suburbs, nigga, look like the Brady Bunch neighborhood. The sun is shining bright. Niggas, this grass is cut. It's no car parts. It's no fenders, benders, alternators on the lawn. It's just out there. It is what it is. And niggas turn it into the hood. That's what this looks like. So Darren Long, mall security cop, go on YouTube, go on TikTok, and I'm telling you, you're going to binge watch that shit. You're going to love that shit. The shit, they got views on this shit. Shit, look again, this shit from like 10 years ago, nine years ago. You got, you know, million views and 700,000 views. Not some small channel. Uh, it's a pretty big channel. He, he may have six figures in subscriptions. And again, he's somewhat active, but the videos are so interesting. I, I'm sure he's picking up new people throughout the last 10 years, every time. And I got no choice but to watch it and binge it. And uh, I think y'all should too. So, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. It's going up on the YouTube too. I don't know what episode it is, but we're going to be doing a lot more episodes. I got a lot to talk about. I've been going for way too long. And unfortunately for y'all, I really do got a lot to talk about. So, you know, it won't be a one a week thing. We're going to be doing multiple pods a week. We're going to be doing them, bitches, whenever I want to do them, whenever I want to talk about it. We're going to have nice, good talks. Holla at your boy.